Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon, the lead pastor of the Porch Community Church, and I'm here with my good friend, media pastor, Josh Harrell. Say hello to everyone, Joshua. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Wow. Hey, thanks for joining us on week 11 of the 167 podcast. Hey, what's 167 stand for, Josh? So in your average week, and by average, I mean every week, it doesn't change. (laughs) Unless Um, there's the time change. All right, now... Sorry, anyway, but go ahead. Okay, so (laughs) on your average week, which is pretty much every week, uh, you have 168 hours in that week. Mm -hmm. And so the average churchgoer goes to church for one hour a week. Mm -hmm. So that leaves you with 167. So what do we do with that time? I make paper mache (laughs) volcanoes. Wow. Who knew? Who knew that hidden talent that you had? Yeah, because I just made it up off the top of my head. But <laughs> what what we're trying to do is we're trying to give you more um, Jesus-centered content to help you on your yes. faith journey. Yep. So uh, this could anywhere give you 166 and a half hours to 166 <laughs> hours. That's right. You know, we should have done the week uh, that we sprang forward. What? We should have done the a special edition of the 166 podcast. Yeah, but that involves a whole new graphic. <laughs> I know, but it would have been funny. Yeah. Um, so yes, we're we love to. I've enjoyed doing this podcast, by the way. So we Me said too. originally we were going up to Easter, but I think we're going to go at least through maybe one more series, and again see how where yeah. we're going and and hang with it. I'm really looking forward to the series that we're doing after Easter. Uh, started working on that this past week, doing some studying. It's going to be a study in First John. So just a, that's a little bit of a teaser there for all our podcast listeners. Um, be reading it. Be reading all three of the letters that John wrote, but yeah. Now, 1 John is 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and then there's another John. Well, there's John the Baptist, and yep. then John that wrote these is not John the Baptist. He's the, he's the brother of James. Okay. So and Some uh, people don't know that. He's one of the th- sons of thunder. Ooh. So, yeah. Anyway. Um <sighs> It sounds like they're like pro wrestlers. It does. It really does, yeah. yeah. So, um, but it's been great doing this podcast. So I'm, I've enjoyed it. And listeners, we hope you have. And, um, you know, one of the things we've been saying is, hey, like and subscribe and share. Mm-hmm. And let us know if there's anything you want us to discuss that would be something you want to listen to. So Yeah, and you know, Shannon, how when people... Uh, tell us that they like the podcast or enjoying it, and mm-hmm. we give them a shout-out. We give them a dollar? No. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's what I've been doing. So. Oh, well, no. <laughs> okay, tell me. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to my wife, Kara. What? She, I know on the podcast, I've given her some junk about not listening, <laughs> but she has gone through and listened to every single one. And Kara Harrell, congratulations. And she's like, I like it. She's going to come up to me on Sunday and be like, where's my dollar? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm going to have a dollar for her, so. So, just want to say I'm proud of my wife for <laughs> listening to what I do. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if we can just get Drew, my husband, and mm-hmm. then uh, maybe our kids pastor, Kristen Bembry, to listen in. And uh, who knows, maybe Justin. We got a shot this week. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So, 
Um, no, but it's been good. And I have, I continue to hear from people that say, hey, thank you very much. So that's always really, really cool. I read a really great review this past week. I'll give a shout out to this person, uh, to Noreen Smith. She wrote an awesome review on our podcast. Oh, I haven't so, seen it. Yeah. I was like, hey, yes, thank you. So, um, so are we jumping in? Are we jumping into, uh, we concluded our gospel according to Genesis. Week seven of it. Yeah, so we did seven weeks. It was a great time. I mentioned, I think I mentioned it here before, but I, I mentioned it again on Sunday that I wouldn't be surprised if we don't come back around to a gospel according to Genesis. Part de. Part de, or the second. I don't know what we'd call it. but you Second know, coming. Yeah, the Genesis strikes back. I don't know what we would do, but something. And uh, because there's just so much we weren't able to, there's just so much good content and the storylines in mm-hmm. Genesis that leads yep. to the gospel. So don't be surprised if we get back there again one day. But Yeah, you know, honestly, I would love to just go through a series or two on just some of the stories in Genesis, like doing a Noah story or mm-hmm. uh, after this week, I really want a, a deep dive on Joseph. Yeah. Like, because we did big right. Joseph. Yeah. And there's so many things that we didn't talk about mm-hmm. that is... His story is pretty interesting. Yeah. It's it's very involved in all the... Like, I think I said in four words on Sunday, it was like, and there's this whole backstory. I don't know how many words that was, but um, of Joseph. So, and there's a lot of backstory. But yeah, so here we were. Here, the whole thing about the gospel according to Genesis um, that, we, that I kept uh, really touching on every week was about covenant and that God's made covenant with us and that we humanity we broke covenant all the time all mm-hmm. the time and it was just going to be this repeated cycle over and over again and so god sent jesus for to save us uh, to redeem us but he also in doing so carries um he represents humanity on that side of the covenant so it's it's really it's like difficult to really put into words that you here have the trinity you have God as Jesus, but then fully God, fully mm-hmm. man, yep. and then he is fulfilling both covenants, basically. I mean, both sides of the covenant mm-hmm. in himself, and mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, it's pretty amazing. So we have talked about covenant. Um, of course, the the Abrahamic covenant started with, guess who? Abraham. Abraham. And um, his son was Isaac. Right. And then Isaac's son was Jacob. And then Jacob's son was Joseph, and so we talked about Joseph this past week. Uh, Joseph was kind of a punk a little bit, got to say it. Um, he was the one of the youngest. He was 11th of 12 brothers. I mean, what's the stereotypical 11th brother supposed to be? <laughs> right. Who can interpret dreams. Yeah. And who ends up being his dad's favorite. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, so he was kind of like that, and, and um, it just caused all these issues. We'll get into it in a minute. But... Mm-hmm. How we know that um, Joseph is one of his dad's favorites was because his dad gave him a Technicolor dream coat because that's what that's what dream coats are, and that's what Donnie Osmond wore. I mean, <laughs> I've never seen. Do you know I've never seen that? Really, never seen. It. Have you? Yes, you've seen. I have the VHS. Joseph tape. and the Technicolor dream coat. The the VHS, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's really good. So, is it a musical? Yeah, it's a is musical. It a, okay. All right. Well, hey, speaking of Technicolor Dreamcoats, we are doing a 167 podcast first today. 
We've got a special guest here in the studio with us, and it is... Where? Well, hey, it's our kids' pastor, Kristen Bimbry. Hey, hey it's Kristen. Me. Hey, guys. How are y'all? Uh, we're great. We're You're fine. good. Everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done this before, so she looks I'm feeling really nervous, a little everybody. nervous. She looks nervous. It's kind of funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, coats. All yeah. right. Hang on. Before we get into why we have you on as a special guest, you've seen Joseph and I the I have seen Joseph and right. the Technicolor what? Dream. So, coat. it's a musical. It's a musical. Okay. Who wrote it? Do we know? Rogers and Hammerstein. It's right like, after they wrote Oklahoma. It was like the... Hey, I said Oklahoma. Well, I know. Like, the dollar week. in the jar. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it one of uh, the guy that did um, uh, who Phantom knows? of the Opera? I don't know. Wasn't it him? Like, was it... Wow. Okay, so, I don't know. so Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Uh, is it the story of Joseph? Yeah. Loosely. Loose. Kind of like Jesus Christ <laughs> kind Superstar. Of like Jesus Christ I've never Superstar. seen that. I think I saw a You've never seen of... Jesus Christ Superstar? You really? know, I think it it came out when I was a kid, like in the 70s or something. I don't, I kind of remember it, but I also remember people were kind of like, uh. Jesus' dance know. number really throws me Yeah, it really is. Really? An odd one. Yeah, he it's... has a dance number? Yeah. I think yes. I think growing up Catholic, uh, I don't think it was really encouraged for me to watch it. It was kind of frowned upon. But just a little bit. I loved musicals, so I watched it anyway. But yes, yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber did do. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I still stand by you Rogers need me and Einstein. And then when you have trivia night, you need me. That's right. Yes. We had um, people over for, had had our staff and lead team over for dinner couple weeks ago two weeks ago i think and uh we played trivia and it was really really fun most fun for me because i'm the one that puts the questions together and i'm like the host of the show and so i i, I like to watch people squirm and try and figure out answers but it was a good time. most fun for me because my team won well so. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah who lets who lets me and josh be on we, the same team i'm putting me, i'm you, putting our Justin, yeah. i'm putting our media intern actually to frank um on notice for making that decision she she chose her partner she had the option of choosing between i don't know justin and Kristen, and because you were already seated i think yeah and you're like anyone on the couch is already on their team and she goes you know what i'm gonna take tinley and so we're like great take the two youngest people in the room (laughs) and go for it and put them with the three oldest in the room so but hey they were on it when i had that hannah montana question so they knew that one so they did kill that wow all right, so back to Joseph back and to the Joseph Technicolor Dreamcoat by the uh, musical Andrew Lloyd Webber. There you go. Um, hey, coats. This yeah, is, this is coats. why you're in here. This is why I'm in here to so talk tell us about, about some coats. Coats. So this Sunday, the 28th, is Palm Sunday. And when Jesus came into the city, he rode a donkey and everyone rushed to see him and they knew he was royalty, so they threw mm-hmm. um, palm branches and coats down on the ground. So we thought that that would be a great opportunity for us as we like switch from summer, from winter clothes to our summer clothes, to take any coats that don't fit or too old, or our kids have grown out of, and we can donate them to Living Bridges. We've already talked to Darcy over there, and she's super excited about taking our gently used coats. Yes. Because we know in South Georgia, they're all gently used. <laughs> they don't get a lot of wear <laughs> down here. Very, very, very gently, gently used. used. So yeah. bring your coats on Sunday and lay them out in front of the baptismal. I'll have some palm branches already down, and we will get to welcome Jesus into the city and have a palm parade with our kids. So I'm super I like excited. To, I'm just, I'm being, I'm being a ticky here. Mm. I like to say under the cross instead under, of in front of the baptism. Under the cross, yes. But that's okay. 
Yes. That's just, I mean, there's no, it, there's no right, there's no wrong answers. Okay. Except for in front of the baptismal. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like that was the wrong answer. Kind of like in front of the cross. Kind of like we have standards for taping, taping. We do have history. standards for taping, and I was told about those <laughs> after I started working there. But it's all good. <laughs> hey, which you just hit your five-year anniversary I have been working, working with the porch. with Shannon and Josh and Justin now for five years on the wow. 19th. They made me start on Holy Week. Five years of our lives. Five have years. been impacted. Yes. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. It, was, it was a big day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy week. Okay, so um, we're going to, we're hoping, I mean, I'm kind of envisioning, Kristen, like this stack of coats. Stacks and stacks. I don't want them in bags. I want you to bring them and I want you to lay them out because I want to see stacks and stacks and stacks of coats. Question. Yes. What if they smell like mothballs? I will take your coat, but I will hope you wash it first. Um, what if it's a wool coat? I will take that coat, too. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. I think that they have a need for all kinds of coats. So Dress coats? Dress coats. Comfy coats. What hoodies. About a, what about a windbreaker from a wind... 1979? Yes. That's in style. I know. Right? I know. Like, with this lot uh, the what green about magenta. All... Umbros. Yeah. What about... Hang on. Umbros never went out of style? Just kidding. You keep thinking that. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just, you just kidding. Keep wearing your umbros. That's what I wore. I'm, I don't have any now, but man, we wore those all I in college. I loved my umbros. Um, oh shoot, I had a. Oh, what about all of Josh's members only jackets? I will take those too. Okay, excellent. But we will laugh at him <laughs> for a while. He's only, like, those have been back in style. I only well. had the one leather one, and the leather's broken down, so I don't wear oh, it anymore. Man. I didn't know members only made leather. Wow. I mean, well, cows make leather, but. <laughs> Members only take that anyway. <laughs> they have a factory where they, they do. Make a yeah. Okay, so uh, bring coats. Bring coats. Bring what you got. It's going to be wonderful. Yes. And uh, it's going to be really cool to I'm see that visual. Super excited. And um, you want to tell us anything else about what's going to happen on Sunday? Um, with our kiddos? Do you yes. mean our palm processional with yeah, our kiddos? I, is that? that? Is yeah, that yeah, so that's what's going to happen. Palm pr- I think we should call it like a palm parade. Palm Palm parade. That's harder to say. Yeah, it is. Whatever. Anyway, bring your kiddos from little babies all the way up to your fifth graders. Meet me by the next steps wall at like 915 for the 930 service and 1045 for the 11 o'clock service. We'll hang out there. I'll pass out palms to everybody and then we will lead the parade in the auditorium up and around and through while Justin and the band sing Hosanna and we will wave our palms and welcome Jesus in during Holy Week just like the people did in Jerusalem. Excellent. Yep. And the kids will try not to put out people's eyes. I will do my best to teach them to wave gently. Yeah. I'm sure a sword fight will break out. If my boys are there, it was almost (laughs) certain. Now, here's something cool that some of our listeners might not not know. What do you do with the palms after Palm Sunday? So I'll gather them up and I'll save them and I will dry them somewhere safe for the whole year. And then we use them for Ash Wednesday and make the ashes out of them. for next year. So we burn them down and then we mix them with oils and put in some chrism or that's a very Catholic word. That might not be the right word. Mm-hmm. This year we used frankincense. Um, we've used hyssop before and we mix them all together and use them for Ash Wednesday. That's really cool. Yeah. Who knew? There's people right now going, what? what? Who knew? So, so yeah, know. everyone bring your coats this yeah. week. So. Thank you, Kristen. You are we welcome. Appreciate you. I am glad to be the first guest. Yay! <laughs> we'll have to give her a prize or something. A dollar. You can give I'd her like a dollar. dollar. Okay, I will do that. All right, so 
back to Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Okay, let's jump into it. So let let's uh let's go over your sermon just a little bit. So <clears throat> go. Uh, okay. So by the time we get down to Joseph. What we had seen is that sin had just been cycled through generations of mm-hmm. the family, and um, and in a in a way, Joseph kind of stops the cycle by doing something that is very uncharacteristic and almost foreign for a lot of people, and that is that Joseph shows grace to his brothers. Now, what happened is because they were. Um, he was a favorite of Jacob. Mm-hmm. His brothers end up selling him off into slavery and they go back to their dad and basically fake his death and all this stuff. And he, right. you know, breaks his dad's heart and Joseph ends up going down to Egypt. And, um, we see this, uh, where he was there. Uh, he rose up in the ranks and, mm-hmm. and all that. And, and that's after he's convicted of murder. Or I mean, yeah, put like on trial so for many things yeah. happen. Yeah, his and story. I seriously want to I know. do a Joseph. We do need to go back. Series. We do. There's so much stuff to go into with him. Mm-hmm. And so he ends up being governor of Egypt, basically just one step down from he's like Pharaoh's number two guy. So, right. and um, a famine ensues in Egypt, but they were okay because Joseph. Saw, saw it in a dream and they mm-hmm. had saved up and all this and they end up Joseph and his brothers end up reconnecting and it was in that reconnecting where of course they didn't recognize him he recognized them that um, this opportunity for grace is now presented because the brothers are just completely expecting for to get whatever retribution is due them you right. know for and Joseph just doesn't do that and mm-hmm. he shows them grace um, there's a, 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 and and I just, I encourage you to go back and listen to week seven of the gospel according to Genesis it, or watch it if you haven't yet, um, to hear a message of grace and to hear that what was intended to harm him, God used mm-hmm. for good. Right. And there's a, just a very, very powerful message in that, in that for anybody who, whether harm has been done to you or you've gone through a really low point, a valley, you know, a place in your life where you just, it was not good, that God is still able to use that for his good. He's mm-hmm. He's not bound by our, uh, you know, decision of, well, that's horrible and, and nothing good can come from that. That's God didn't work in that kind of economy like we do. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Um and so there, I just encourage you guys to go back and listen to it. I don't want to completely, you know, run through the whole thing, especially for those who've already heard it. I did want to touch on a couple of things that we just really weren't, we didn't quite get into on Sunday because of, you know, time. Right. And um, <clears throat> I wanted to point out something as Joseph comes to the end of his life. So there's 50 chapters in the book of Genesis and you get towards the end of it in verses 22 of chapter 50, and it's after Joseph had to reassure his brothers again that he wasn't going to, you know, <laughs> take, you know, one over on him and, and finally get him. You know, he's like, no, what God intended, what you intended for harm, God has intended for good. You know, he's going to use it. 
But it says in verse 22 of Genesis 50, it says, so Joseph and his brothers and their families continued to live in Egypt. So Jacob had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think finally his brothers grasped maybe that they weren't going to get what was coming to them. Right. And it says, Joseph lived to the age of 110. And it says he lived to see three generations of descendants of his son, um, Ephraim. So, so great. So grandchildren is one, great, great grandchildren. Great, so he got to great, see great, great grandchildren. Great, yeah. Yeah. So he gets, here's the thing that's, I think, important about that is that you see how God continues to carry out his covenant with Abraham. Mm-hmm. What did God tell Abraham? I'm going to make you, you're, you're going to have descendants that are as numerous as the stars in the sky. So God's still fulfilling his covenant with Abraham through Joseph. He's seeing all of this. It shows how, how this is happening. God is faithful. And then in verse 24 of Genesis, Joseph says this, and I think this is interesting because remember, he's the 11th born of 12 sons. But it says in verse 24, soon I will die, Joseph told his brothers. So I don't know how old those guys are. But God will, here's what Joseph says, but God will surely come to help you and lead you out of this land of Egypt. Now, I want to pause there because Joseph is second in command in Egypt. Mm -hmm. They weren't hurting. Nope. I don't think they were in a bad place. I don't think they were in poverty. They weren't in slavery. They were probably, uh, you know, you would say in a, in a wealthy or, you know, in a good mm-hmm. spot. And I would assume that that would also mean his descendants and his family and everything. So he says, God will surely come to help you and lead you out of this land of Egypt. He says he will bring you back to the land he solely promised to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. So this is what he's saying. He's he's basically repeating the covenant that God has made with um, with Abraham. Mm-hmm. And so here's the deal. So in in Egypt, things are good. This is going to be a story that comes back around. Well, yeah, because because part sparked a red flag because mm-hmm. a story that most people know better. Egypt's not such a great place. Well, not for the next couple hundred years. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> And so as you hear that, I'm, here's what I thought as I read this, and I hadn't ever, I had never really thought about it before, but as I was working on this message, I don't know, last month or so, um, Joseph's telling them, Hey, you're going to be led out of Egypt. Like you, God will be with you as you leave Egypt. And it's like this reminder to Joseph's descendants and to his, his whole family, Mm -hmm. Egypt is not the promised land. Right. This is not the place that God promised to Abraham. There is another place. And you've got to know that some of them had to be thinking like, why would God take us out of here? Yeah, <laughs> like, we got it made. Things are, things are fine. This is awesome. And it's just, uh, you know, something we just didn't have the time to talk about on Sunday in, in the life of Joseph. And, and here's what I would, you know, I'm always trying to think application. Mm-hmm. And my thought about that is, is I think that, and maybe I'm making a leap here, so if someone t- someone comment or let me know if I am. But I think as the church in 2021, as Christians in 2020, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, I don't know what year it is, 2021, uh, I think we need to 
actively and intentionally make sure that we are pushing back against um, the any dis- disconnectedness or apathy to mm. what God has for us. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, here are the Israelites who've been promised. This covenant's been set. They're told they're going to be brought into a promised land, but now they're in Egypt and things are okay. So why yeah. would they go anywhere else? Mm-hmm. And and I think, okay, is that where are we as Christians? Are we at a place where we're like, you know, things are okay? Things aren't. I mean, you know, we're st- we're here and things aren't bad. But I I would hate for apathy to like creep in. And I say I'd hate for it. I would think, in some ways. I have seen kind of apathy in the last year. Well, see, I, and a disconnectedness. That's a word. Disconnectedness. Is that an actual word or is it? It is, okay. but it's just, you know, I'm um, just tripping all over it. It's almost like, I don't know if it's apathy or disconnectedness, but it, to me, I see like my parents' generation and my grandparents' generation all church going, Bible thumping people, right? Mm hmm. When they were Christians, it was easy. Like in the in the Bible Belt part of the United States, mm-hmm. they were the majority. Mm, yeah. And then within the last three years, I'm seeing that flip. So I don't know if it's like, in my mind, I don't know if it's apathy or we don't have a strong enough spine to stand up for what what we say we believe. My first question to what you just said would be: Were they? And this sounds super judgy, but please hear what I'm saying. Were they Christians in name only, like it was the acceptable thing to do to say you were a believer or Um, to have a membership in a church? And so it was like, everybody is a Christian because everyone's at church. I would say for my family, they were Christians, but it was culturally expected for you to call yourself a Christian and be at church Yeah, where it's not that way anymore. Mm -hmm. And as opposed, so we're getting to the point where are we deciding... Do we want to be outspoken Christians? Yeah. Or are we ready to turn in our card because mm. it's not culturally relevant anymore? Yeah. That's a good question. And that's that's why I said, I mean, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm taking this really weird leap. But it just as I was reading this and I thought, you know, they had to think, why in the world would we change? Why in the world would would we mess up this what we've got going here that's good? Because see, they don't know Slavery hadn't been introduced yet. Yeah, they don't know what's coming. Yeah, they don't know what's coming. So they're in a really, really good spot. And and so when I think about us being uh, pushing back against cynicism and lethargy and apathy and all that, because I've seen, from my perspective, I've seen it creep into the, I would say, the worldwide movement of faith, of Christian faith. Mm. Um especially in the last year. Yeah. I've seen that. And um we've we've I think we need to push back against that mm-hmm. because our God has made and kept his covenant promises with us through the ages. Yeah. I mean, and in so, the beginning. Right. And so if we're called to uh this living in this new covenant with Jesus, then then we need to continue to kind of do our part. So mm-hmm. um I mentioned Sunday that we kicked off the series, you right. just said in the beginning, that you could sum up all of Genesis and really the Bible in general by saying it's all about God, it's not about us. Mm-hmm. It's all about God, it's not about us. We are included, but it's not about us. It's about God. 
And so the, um, I don't know, the result of that reality is that we need a savior. Right. The way that we become a part of that story of God's story is through a savior, Mm -hmm. through Jesus. And so, you know, by the way, you know what a savior does, right? Saves. Good answer. That's right. Know, right. Just making sure, making sure we all know that. But you think <laughs> about it, like from the beginning, we needed saving. We needed saved. Uh, we needed saved in the garden by grace. We needed saved from the flood by grace, from our enemies by grace, from our own families at time. I mean, you think about Joseph. Yeah. By grace, um, saved from our flesh, from our minds, from ourselves, by God's great grace through Jesus Christ. This is what we need. We have to have this, and so. The gospel according to Genesis is we need a savior. Mm-hmm. And so here's, so back to what Joseph said to his uh, family there towards the end of Genesis 50. See, Joseph grew up hearing about the promised land, right? Right. I mean, he's the great grandson of Abraham. Mm-hmm. He's heard this story. And he, so have his brothers. It's true. That's true. Yeah. So they know this story. They yeah. know about the promised land. They know that God promised to his great grandfather, Abraham, and then it passed down to his grandfather, Isaac, and then to his father, Jacob. So Joseph knew God's covenant promises will always, at this point, I mean, there was no reason to doubt mm-hmm. that this would not continue, um, prevail, if you will. And so here's God. He's always been faithful. And yet, um, you look throughout Genesis and Joseph's brothers and so many other people. And even at times, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob (laughs) forgot or maybe thought they needed to do their part, you know, to help create the miracle. Like, okay, this is what God promised. So, but I'm going to help them out. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I was told we were going to have descendants, but my wife can't have kids. So let's go. Let's let's, jumpstart this. Yeah. Let's, yeah. And so there's always this kind of roundabout way of, of trying to do it. But God's covenant always prevails. And so here's God always being faithful, and yet maybe everyone didn't quite get it. or And because you don't get it, then you don't, you don't live into it. Right. If you don't completely embrace that our God is a God of covenant and he never fails us, you're not going to live into that mm-hmm. because you just don't, don't see it. And <laughs> here's one of the things, you know, I, whenever I write out my notes and my ideas for a message... Um, then when I get down to much, much closer to Sunday is when I start to kind of go, okay, yeah, that was, I'm going to take that section out maybe. And and lately I've been going, oh, that'll be good to talk about the podcast. So it's been kind of great instead of it just not being. Yeah. So one of the things I was thinking about was I don't want to be the church of Joseph's brothers. Mm. And, um, I want to be. And and when I say the church, I I am talking specifically about the porch right now. I want to be like the, I want us to be the the graceful church of Joseph, or better yet, the graceful, you know, the the grace-filled church of Jesus. Like that's, that's how I want us to be. Um, Not a ticking the boxes, going through the motions, um, you know, maybe God will show up, maybe he won't, you know, maybe... Maybe he'll fulfill his covenant with us. Maybe he won't, but I'm going to keep doing, kind of going through, you mm-hmm. know, in like a religious way instead of a, a, de- a way of devotion. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am I babbling? Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, 
it's kind of that whole like uh that debate that you're seeing kind of out right now uh are you a religious entity or do you follow Jesus like mm-hmm. are you worried about your religion yeah or Jesus mm-hmm. and it's like that what denomination are you I'm a Jesus follower. You know, like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like people do that. Yeah. When instead of saying Baptist or Methodist, they, yeah. you know, so that, that kind of whole debate. So, yeah, I'm totally picking up what you're putting out. Um, I, I mentioned last week, two weeks ago now, I guess, that uh, it had been the last 20 months have been difficult but good yes like they have been like personally they've been a lot but but god has been really really faithful and very very graceful Mm -hmm. um to me to us and i just i just think that there's so much more for us to live into for us to be for us to do in the name of jesus i just i see that i sense that i want that and i'm and i'm stirred up for our church by reading this passage in genesis 50 because and all the times I've read this story, I've never really thought about the grace that Joseph shows and, and, the, and the response that his brothers have to it. It's like they don't get it. And it's just, I don't know, like their, their reaction, the, the, the inability for them to see what God was doing. And so I, I don't want us to be like Joseph's brothers. Right. Um, and, and what I mean by that is that like God's graciousness is so evident all around us. I mean, it had to be. It was all around them. Mm-hmm. They were starving. God provides. They, I mean, they deserved punishment for what they did, for how they broke their dad's heart. Yeah. I mean, all these things, and yet the graciousness of God was there. And so um, all these ama- amazing moments, and in some ways it kind of feels like they were like, meh, you know, all right. Well, I mean, don't we pretty much parallel Joseph's brothers in everyday life? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Jesus has given us this great thing and saved us from what we deserve. Mm-hmm. And just, we're, I mean, every, once a, every one of us goes to a meh place. You, you know, I mean, I didn't coin this phrase for sure, but we have most certainly used it here that uh, we want to be people who are spiritual contributors and not spiritual consumers. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about that a yeah. good bit. I would say that Joseph's brothers were definitely consumers. Yeah. <laughs> like they were just taking in the benefits of being connected to someone who was really like leaning into God. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so. And considering we're in a society that's considered a consumer society right now. We certainly are, right? And I just, I want us to be, you know, contributors and not consumers. Like to, to not come from a place of apathy or lethargy or whatever and, you know, from a place of consumerism in regard to, well, I hope God provides, you know, mm-hmm. I hope he does. And, you know, okay, thanks for that grace. You know, thanks for giving me what I, you know, I don't get what I deserve. But, and there not be a response to right. God for that. I talked Sunday about really, really wanting for our people to want revival. Mm-hmm. And I tried to make sure that I phrased that in the right way, that I didn't just stand up being like, I want us to have revival. Like, no, no, I I want, it's kind of like how I want for Drew to want to work in the yard, you know? But it's like, he's going to be like, why would I want to work in the yard? Like, it's not going <laughs> to, no. And then, by the way, listeners, Josh has this, um, like, how do you 
How old are you, sir? 29. He has this 29-year-old lie that he's been telling that he's allergic to grass. Deathly. So he doesn't have to work in the yard, but, you know, I think Kara's wisening up. Anyway, um, no, you really are. No, like, if someone is cutting hay, my eyes and throat start swelling shut, and Kristen can back me up. She has seen it, and is like, you need to go home. You need an EpiPen. Yeah. You need to, yeah. I... Before they were like stupid expensive, I actually carried one. Wow. But then they're like a thousand dollars. They've gotten expensive? Yeah, they're super expensive. He looks like sloth from the Goonies sometimes. Like when he was that swollen that day, I was like, go home, go take some Benadryl and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, you've been in here this whole time. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm in here every week. I can't, I can't believe. <laughs> She's not. I can't I'm believe not. that you have it piped in up till now. Well, when she has an opportunity to make fun of me, she's going to take She's like, oh, <laughs> oh, hang on. Oh, y'all keep talking about Joseph, but it, all right. Oh, Josh looking we're, like we're make, sloth. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so, um, I don't even know where we're going now. Oh, how I want for Drew to want. To yeah, work to, in the yeah, road, yeah. yeah. Going back to revival. We digress often. If our listeners, if we ever recorded a staff meeting, it would just, it would be hilarious. So I mean, they're get, they're getting the real us on this podcast. So. <laughs> they are, they are. Um, but, but so I I want for our people, and and I would say that the three of us sitting right here, like I would, I want for us to want revival in our lives, mm-hmm. because when that becomes a desire within us, it changes everything. So, and then we touched on that grace changes. Everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, and what does that look like um, to have revival? I I don't know. I can't I can't say for anyone else. It's not a big tent in the middle of a fairgrounds. Yeah. With like a, a everybody <laughs> sweating with fans. Oh my gosh, that just makes me that makes me like sweat thinking about like when you see an old time like movies and stuff when they do revivals. Dude, like, I lived oh. it. It wasn't a movie. I lived it. <sighs> Those people had to love Jesus a lot to go or and do we were that. Terrified of our parents butt whooping. <laughs> if we don't go to the revival, we're then in trouble. We're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mentioned on Sunday that I find it interesting how churches will plan a revival, mm-hmm. and I think like the better phrase for that would be like we're planning the fried chicken and we're booking some speakers to come and you know yell at us for a few days. I don't know. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Um, in, in the church I grew up in, it was always when attendance started dipping, it was time for a revival. Time for a revival. Yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah. And nowadays we don't call it revival. We just call it the next new idea. Hey, you're not going to want to miss this. It will change your life. The new sermon series. Yeah. We're making fun of ourselves now. I mean. So, yeah. Yeah. But we've been on, it's, it's interesting though, because in many ways, like I talk to colleagues in ministry and stuff and they're. I don't know, like, it's, sometimes I can't relate, oh, this is going to sound horrible and really egotistical, what I'm about to say, but I'll hear, like, my colleagues talking about how attendance is diving, or, like, you know, giving's going down, or, you know, people aren't doing this, people aren't doing that, and I'm like, oh, aren't you doing okay? Like, we're we're doing okay, you know, and so, but then again, let's go back to the point I was making, I don't want us to get to a place of apathy, mm-hmm. you know, and we're just like, oh, no, this is what we do. You know, no, I I think it I think it just strengthens the responsibility we have for the kingdom if he's blessing us and things are going well. So mm-hmm. it, it's 
if it's going well, it kind of adds weight to what what we're what we're carrying as as a partners in ministry. Well, and yeah, because that was one of the things I said um, on Sunday, and I, I I touched on it a little bit was by revival. I mean, you just the word itself, like maybe in Christianese, it's kind of taken on its whole other thing, like you know the image of the tent and people mm-hmm. sweating and fried chicken. That just all sounds, but. <laughs> Like what does like to revive something? It's something that's um, either dead or it's very close to death, right. and it needs to be revived. Mm-hmm. And so I want that for people in their lives. And then how do you start to see that maybe that revival is happening? Mm-hmm. Is you start to see fruit. You start to see change. You start right. to see like you start to. And I tried not to be super specific because I didn't want this to be like a rallying cry for people to sign up to do stuff, you right, know? Yeah, yeah. But there is a correlation between people who are like, I'm, I want to do my part for the kingdom and I have chosen to be a part of this church in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to do my part here. Is that... No, I mean that makes total sense. I know I'm preaching to the choir right now. I'm preaching to people on our staff, so and then our yeah. listeners who are listening. Yeah. But like you say yes, like you say I'm in, you say you can count on me, you say what what does my community need? I've got it. Like what can I do? I'll do it. What time do you need me there? I'll be there. Like those kind of responses to mm-hmm. God is I am accepting and I'm going to live in fully to the grace mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ in my life. And because of that, I'm not waiting. We talked Sunday about waiting for that hammer to drop. Joseph's brothers were always waiting to get what was coming to them. Right. You can't live in freedom if you're always waiting for that to happen. Mm-hmm. You cannot. And and a lot of us live in that place. And, you know, it's... So let's live in grace. And then when we're in that place and we're like, okay, God, what do you want to do? Like, where do you want to go? And that's Joseph's like, hey, we're in Egypt. Things seem to be okay, but there's a promised land we can go to. Let's let's not be content here. We're going to be going there. Right. And it's the place that God has for us. And it's going to be, you know, doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect mm-hmm. on the journey and all that. And we find that out for sure. But I just want to, I want us to want revival. So I'm thinking about like the practicalities of this message or this passage. Um for us to be like intentionally pushing back against what's kind of crept up in, in the world as we know it right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I said, we, we should do that because God has made and kept his covenant promises with us through the ages. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what I wanted to share with, with our listeners this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Palm Sunday's coming up, as Kristen shared with us earlier. Yeah. So it's going to be good. And and our friend, Woo-hoo. our ministry buddy, uh, Bob Moon, will be hanging out with us on Sunday and sharing just a little bit. Uh, he's got, you know, he's been working with the Methodist Home uh, with some, doing some, I think he's like the, the head cheerleader for the Methodist Home. <laughs> Which I can't think of a better <laughs> a cheerleader for yeah. Bob. I just want to see him like in a cheerleader's like uniform and that would be really cool he would do it he would so do it that would do it so he's gonna be here but then we're gonna have just a great time of worship and right. and um just really i think preparing ourselves to go to easter to mm-hmm. go to the cross um 
Next week, what do we have going on different than usual? So next week, um, if you thought one podcast a week. It's probably all they can handle. They're like, I can, like, I will do my penance, Lord, and I will listen to one podcast of Shannon and Josh talking a week. Well, for the ones that want more. <laughs> okay. So those three people. Uh, we're going to have a <laughs> uh, podcast Monday through Friday of Holy Week. We are. Yep. And we're going to be going through kind of like the state, the stages of Holy Week mm-hmm. and what Jesus, his process of going through Holy Week leading up to Easter for him. Yeah. So going through scripture and seeing what was happening as Jesus was mm-hmm. making his way before his arrest. And and don't worry, you're not going to be listening to an hour episode every day. It's going to be 15, 20 minutes max. Yep. So yep. it'll um, just be a great way to kind of tune in. And then we've got um, on... Tuesday, Tuesday night, night, which would be a, um, the thirtieth, March thirtieth, Tuesday mm-hmm. night, yeah, at six thirty. Six thirty, um, we're going to be having a worship night that is open to anyone and everyone, mm-hmm. and then we're all, and then we're going to have stations set up throughout the auditorium, and people go like stations of prayer and, mm-hmm. and walk through. Uh, yeah, reading scripture, reading and, scriptures yep. of the stations of the cross, mm-hmm. and then just kind of getting us ready for Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Tuesday night's going to be a very um, chill, mm-hmm. kind of contemplative, you know, way of just, um, if if you've only been to Sunday morning worship experiences here, mm-hmm. this will definitely be a little bit different. It'll be yeah. just a very acoustic-y, kind of stripped down music-wise. Um, and then... Uh, just just a little more kind of freedom to uh, go to different places within the room where we'll have like the scripture set up and and maybe some guided prayer like for you to read something that would help yeah. you in praying and so it's if you've never really experienced something like this I encourage you not just to come to it so we can say hey you came to it but just to have a um. I don't know, a deeper appreciation, that's probably not the right word, but a deeper understanding of what transpired before the great celebration of Easter. Right. Because I just think it makes us, um, it should make us more grateful and more, I don't know, excited that we get to live into this. Mm -hmm. We get to, we get to be part of the resurrection of Jesus. Right. Because through his resurrection, we are resurrected. Now mm-hmm. I'm given away. Now I'm not that I'm given away, but like, yeah, that's what we're talking about on Easter. So <laughs> excited about. Well, that. I mean, it, it kind of goes with the whole. Um, nothing we do here matters if Easter didn't happen. That's right. We are Easter people. Yep. For sure. That's for sure. Um, I'm trying to think what else is going on, but I don't um, know. Oh well, go ahead. Easter registration is live. So if yes. you if you want to come celebrate. Resurrection Sunday with us, mm-hmm. which is another term for Easter. Um, signups can be found on our website and through the Church Center app and on our social media. So make sure that um, if you want a spot at 9 o'clock or the 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. make sure you register. But if you want to come to the 7 a.m. sunrise service, that'll be outside, weather permitting. Mm-hmm. No registration is required there. Bring a bring a chair. Bring a chair. Yeah. And it won't be like an hour-long service. It'll probably be like 30, 40 minutes, 45 minutes maybe. Yeah. Um, and I'm very excited about this. We're going to be celebrating communion 
on Easter. What? Yes, I'm very ex- I'm glad we haven't had communion together in Since over a year. March, first yeah. week of March last year. Yeah. So we're going to have communion and we have a communion team and we have it planned out and worked out so that we'll be able to share communion safely. Yes, all yeah, safely. I'm very excited and I've never done a sunrise. I've never been to or, you know, been in charge of a sunrise service. So really? I'm excited. Yeah, we were going to do one last year. Yeah, we then, were. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> but um, I'm looking forward to that and um, praying that we have good weather and be a part of that. And I would say if anyone's listening that hasn't, for different reasons, just you haven't come back to in-person worship yet, then, of course, the 7 a.m., a sunrise service would be perfect for you because mm-hmm. you can distance. We'll have a sound system and stuff. And yep. So um, you could kind of set up a chair where you wanted. And mm-hmm. Goodness, you could probably even roll down your window if you wanted to. Yep. Um, I'm, so if you, if you needed to do that. But I, I would just say, hey, come and come and connect in the way that you're able to do that. So. Yeah. As much as, much as you're willing, it. You got you got to celebrate Easter together for sure. That'd be great. So looking forward to that. And then, um, yeah. So seven o'clock sunrise, and then just a note that we're moving our our early service that we normally have at nine thirty. We're Two just bumping o'clock. it back to nine. Just give us time to reset and and everything for mm-hmm. for Easter. So. Because in between the nine and eleven. Oh Kristen. yeah! Hey, we're having an egg hunt. What for kids from all nursery age, so birth to fifth graders? We'll Every have... egg will have a dollar bill in it. Mm, Shannon must be funding those eggs. And then there's a hundred dollar, hundred dollar. But egg. they will have treats in them, and my kids are super dollar excited. Treats. No hundred dollar treats. My kids are <laughs> How just much excited. Was your stimulus check? Really? <laughs> My kids Jeez. are just super excited because at our house, I say the tomb was empty, so are your eggs. Enjoy the hunt. Um, oh, wow. You're that mom. I'm that mom. That is Lame. horrible. I know. I'm a terrible, terrible mother. They tell me all the time. <laughs> but we'll have an egg hunt for kids. <laughs> They'll have an egg hunt for kids. Um, about 9.15, we'll start. Um, we'll be done by like 9.17 we're based not, on. We're not going to start nine at 9.15. Se- <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe 10.15? 10. 10. 10.15, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's yeah. start at 10.15. And then you said we'll be done at 10.17? Approximately, <laughs> maybe 10.18. I've been to enough egg hunts to know this will last approximately three and a it's half It's a lot minutes. of planning for 90 <laughs> seconds. So have your kids bring their egg basket or their Easter baskets. We'll have separate sections on, if you're facing the building, to the left side, so over by the volleyball and the basketball courts. We'll have separate sections roped off for different ages to hunt so the big kids don't run over the little. Drew wants to know which group will be the smallest children because that's where he's going because he uh, wants to try to. I would recommend like, maybe body check the, the two-year-olds. Like throw then. some bows. Although they're pretty feisty. <laughs> he might be given a run for his money. Hey, speaking of being a terrible mother. Yes. Um, were you, are you the kind of mom that tells your kids that when the ice cream truck plays music? Yes, I tell my children when the ice cream truck plays music, it means they're out of ice cream. <laughs> and I've told them this for years, and I still don't think they've caught on yet. Wow. Our kids pastor, everybody. Yay! Back to egg hunt. Um, <laughs> so when is there, since we're doing reservations for the service, do people need to register for the egg hunt? No, they do not. If they've registered for the services, we will assume that you're coming stay a few minutes late like i said it'll take three and a half minutes um come a few minutes early and we will hunt some easter eggs and let's all pray for good weather yes 
Because it's going to be outside. Yes. Because we is. can't do it inside. We can't do it inside. Nope. 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 <laughs> well, hey, uh, Kristen, thank you for being with you us today. You are welcome. And um, got a lot going on. Oh, yeah. I think it, a lot of it has to do with we're just kind of slow. We're getting back to things. Oh, yeah. It went and from we have nothing to everything. Everything. And then just Easter is always exciting. And yep. then spring and, and stuff. So we've got some, uh, <laughs> like we were joking, we got some great things in store you're not going to want to miss out on. It will change uh, your life. <laughs> no, but we do have, we're just excited for stuff that's happening. So speaking of, I do want to mention one more thing. Okay. Porch Kids has started on Wednesday nights. Yeah, Porch Kids has started back on Wednesday nights from 4 to 6.30. We are out on the basketball court, and we are having a real good time. We're meeting tomorrow, and we are talking about... You met about... yesterday. I That's did right. meet yesterday. Yes. I did meet yesterday. We're in like the space-time yes, the continuum space here. Continuum. I met yesterday, and we had some super fun games <laughs> did <we>? about Palm <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> they need to let me talk on the radio more so that I know... How to do it. <laughs> we met yesterday and it was super fun. But if you want your kid to have a good time, sign up. Well, will we even have sign-ups anymore? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what's in store. TBD. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Sign-ups are online. So, hey, yeah. listeners, we really, really appreciate you. Thank you for being um, a part of... What's going on for tuning in in the 167 for making that? Hopefully, we weren't too, you know, crazy today or on any time we get together. But uh, just thank you for tuning in and making not, not just to tune in, but like going, hey, I want to go a little bit deeper in the message. I want to think about what we talked about Sunday, that you're being intentional. So we want to help you in that process because I want. For you to want to experience revival in your life through the grace, through the love, through the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. So thank you, thank you, and thank you. So, And if you didn't know it, Joseph had a brother named Dan. He did. Is that a... Is Just a, a really like yeah. American name for a guy <laughs> from Israel. Yeah, there you go. And then there was Mike. I'm just kidding. I don't know about that one. <laughs> Frank... Frank, no, that, where's your brother Joseph? We don't know. Shannon usually asks me, well, you got anything else to add on the end of the sermon? And I'm like, the fact that he had a brother named Dan was kind of funny. There you go. Yeah, but, And it wasn't even short for Daniel. No, it was just Dan. Yep. Bobby, well, where are you? Speaking of that, Bob's <laughs> just short for Bob. Yes, Bob Moon's first name is not Robert. It's just Bob. Yeah, there you go. So everyone can go up to him on Sunday and go, Bob, just Bob. Just Bob. <laughs> Okay, we better go. Thanks, friends. We love you so much. And uh, we'll see you and listen and talk and hear. So the next podcast will be on Monday. Monday, that's right. So, So, hey, subscribe. And then every time a new podcast comes up, you will get a notification. That's right. So, all right. Appreciate you. See you. Bye. See you. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.